dirt road in a gooseneck saddle up with me dry land in god's country crops far as i can see the headlights on both ends of my day this country Welcome, folks, to HPJ Talk, the podcast from High Plains Journal, bringing the ag news and commentary of the week to you. I'm Jennifer M. Latsky, and I'm joined, as always, by my colleague, Kayleen Scott. Hey, Kayleen. Hey, Jenny. All right, so we're in the midst of uh, social two, or week two of social distancing, or week one, or I don't even know. Time does not mean anything to me anymore, Kayleen. Um, <laughs> that wasn't going for you. <laughs> Oh, it's going. Yeah? How are the kids? Yeah. Well, one of them is with their dad, and one of them is with me, so <laughs> it's, it's a little quieter than it was last week, and I've done a lot less yelling. Ah, so uh, dad's starting to teach some cowboy way, huh? <laughs> He's trying. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. My four-legged furry friend, my four-legged furry child, I guess, is um, currently on my lap and being a pain in the ass because she wants in on the action right now. So, Maggie, say hi. (laughs) Um, I guess we're having, you know what? Our spirits are a little bit up. It's sunshiny outside. I'm looking at the world outside my picture window, Kayleen, and um, I got to say, it is gorgeous out, and I think I might go and take Maggie for a walk, practicing good social distancing, of course, staying away from from people. But, you know, there's nothing that says that you can't go for a walk with your kids. You can't get out and about, but doing it safely. Um, you know, have you, got, have you had a chance to get out and about, but be safe about it? Well, yeah, Sean and I had to go to the grocery store yesterday, and... He didn't quite understand why why his mom was wanting him to wash his hands and put this hand sanitizer on his on his hands. So, well, it's a good time yeah. to learn. Yeah, we had a conversation about that on the way to the grocery store. Well, that's good for you guys. You know, I actually got out yesterday and got carry out from the Sale Barn Cafe in town. You know, um, you know, just trying to support the local diners and businesses as best as we can because. And, and they were so good about it, Kayleen. Um, I got to say, every door in the building was open, propped open, so you didn't have to touch a door handle. Um, the order was already bagged up and ready to go. And, um, you know, I paid for my car and, and uh, they were just so, so good about that. And there's plenty of places around that are doing that sort of thing. Um, you know, places are still open. They're essential services. Um but you just got to be mindful and be careful while you're running outside. Yeah, I went to the post office yesterday because I had a couple birthday presents that needed mailed to my uh, niece and nephew. And they had the door propped open and they had the cones set out for how far away you're supposed to be. You know, I think this is good pr- practice anyway. Um, I don't like to be crowded when I'm in a line and um, maybe these are these type of things will will stick with us after we get past the curve. Um, 
you know, I, I like, I liken it to if you've ever visited pig farm and you've been asked to shower in and shower out of a facility, (laughs) you know what, just be mindful of what you're touching. Clean up like you're cleaning up a crime scene, people. (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, let's see. Oh, have you heard of the latest fad in, in towns right now? It's called bear hunting. Have you heard about it, Kaylee? I have not. I don't live in town, so I don't know what it is. Well, this is something maybe you can bring the kids in and, and maybe see if, if Dodge City is going to be participating. But a friend of mine in Abilene, Kansas, they started this bear hunt. And what it is is people put up... Um, you know, stuffed animals, stuffed bears on their porches, in their picture windows, and families that are taking their children out for walks to get some exercise and practice social distancing, um, you know, just to walk around the neighborhood and stuff, they can um, hunt the bears. <laughs> and so they can tally the bears and, and talk about the colors and the shapes. And it's just a good way to keep little kids' spirits up during all of this. I think it's you know, it's fascinating how communities pull together, Kayleen. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Do you think your boys would like to go on a bear hunt? I don't know. They're, Chance doesn't have a clue what's going on. He's six, so I mean, he shouldn't really anyway, but he knows that his his dad is getting tired of the news being crowded with coronavirus stuff, and he hears what his dad says, so. Some of it shouldn't be repeated. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, um, you know, we're we're putting a lot of stuff out there. And mostly it's because we want to make sure that people have the right information in front of them. And it's facts, not fear. You know, um, there's been just so many people that either still don't think that this is a thing or for one reason or another, choose to ignore you know, advice and health and safety guidelines. And, you know, I think people are starting to take it seriously and starting to realize this, this is a little bit more than what they'd imagined. And, uh, you know, we're getting into some times where, you know, whether it's spring calving or planting, you know, work is going to start ramping up around here and, and farmers still got to get stuff in the fields. Yesterday was, was a national ag day. Um, quietest ag day I've, I've experienced in a long, in a lot of years, Kayleen. Yeah, it was pretty quiet. <clears throat> and there's that cough again. <laughs> I don't have Corona people. <laughs> it's just, uh, allergies. I'm watching my Bradford pear bloom outside my window and trying to remember why exactly I saved it from the, the, uh, ax a couple of years back. So <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> Well, you know, speaking of uh, of local communities pulling together, did you get to stop by Boot Hill Distillery or or maybe the um, Victory Electric and pick up some hand sanitizer? No, we didn't make it over there in time. Well, uh, later on in the podcast, we're going to have some, um, I'm going to have a conversation with uh, the folks over at Boot Hill Distillery. They have uh, worked with local partners to make their award-winning spirits um, into hand cleaner using the WHO's uh, recommended ingredient or recommended recipe. 
and they're making that available free in three ounce bottles to um, to folks in the community. It's a one three ounce bottle per adult in the car, but uh, they're just uh, it's 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 a great way to give back to the community, and and I'm looking forward to that interview later on in in the podcast. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I saw some of their posts on on social media what they were doing, and I've seen. They've added a bunch of events in the surrounding towns to hand out the the hand cleanser. Yeah. Uh, Hayes said they have to call it hand cleanser instead of uh, hand sanitizer just because of labeling uh, restrictions and and stuff. But, you know, there were a lot of laws that were relaxed so that uh, beverage distilleries like Boot Hill Distillery, um, they're able to use their alcohol through their stills to make a hand cleaner product. And uh, Hayes goes into that in our in our interview. Um, what are some other you know bright side bright stories that you've seen coming across the wire on on this whole uh, situation, Kayleen? I don't know if I'm, I'm a good person to ask that because as soon as I get done with work, I turn it to uh, reruns of Roseanne or some <laughs> other mindless television, or the boys have been watching whatever they want to watch and. So I haven't really been <laughs> a very good person as far as looking for that sort of stuff. You know, I got to say, I'm working from home and I, I can't work in a completely quiet environment. I'm I'm used to working with some sort of ambient noise, be it folks outside my door or whatever. And in a very quiet house, it just feels very weird. So yes. I, have the, I have the TV on for a little bit of noise. And uh, I got to say... I, I put my back to it though, so I don't, you know, find myself watching TV while I'm supposed to be working. But <laughs> of the shows that you can watch without watching, uh, Magnum PI and uh, <laughs> movies like McClintock on on TCM, <laughs> those are things. You know what? I can actually watch McClintock without watching the show. <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> and I could probably quote it as well. um i think there's a lot of folks getting caught up on that you know it's weird the virtual life that we're creating um online in this whole process uh last week our group of uh professional ag women we had a virtual um uh happy hour where we got on zoom and there was about maybe nine or 10 of us that were able to. And we got on Zoom and we just sat and chatted for about an hour and 15 minutes or so. And it was really good to connect to people and to touch base and just see faces. Um, I think that that's the biggest thing right now is I, I just I miss coming into the office and seeing you and catching up. And uh, texts just aren't the same, Kayleen. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Um, let's see what else is going on. Anything else that you can think of? Oh, how's school going? Well, they haven't, haven't got any plans yet. It sounds like they might have something on Monday, the 30th, have packets ready for the kids and have sort of a grab and go of their belongings. It sounds like that were left at the school. Well, that's something, I guess. Are you going to be able to get some of those, um, extra big boxes of Kleenexes and other school supplies back from your kids' teachers? I doubt it because they don't want you to put names on it. So there's no telling who's is who. Yeah. Well, good luck there. 
Boy, we yeah. we sure could use the extra wipes, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so you've got the front page of HPJ.com open right now. And we, we should remind everybody, if you're looking for updates on news as it's coming across the wire regarding the coronavirus and um, agriculture, go check us out on HPJ.com anytime, online anytime. Uh, what are some of the headlines you're seeing there, Kayleen? There's at the top of the list is the cancellations and postponements. There's a, a list of those, and it looks like it was updated about five hours ago. So there should be current stuff on there for the cancellations and postponements. And there's um, Jenny's story: coronavirus virus damage to cattle industry could be seven billion to nine billion already. Yeah, and then yeah, that one is a. Uh... That's interesting, Kayleen. You know, I, I spoke with uh, Glenn Tonser out at K-State. And just right now, the cost to the cattle industry, like you just said, it could be anywhere from $7 billion to $9 billion. Folks, that's billion with a B. And um, we may not feel those those effects on, or those ripple effects until after we get past the curve of coronavirus in the in this country, but he w- he wanted to remind producers that we may get past this pandemic. Right now, there's there's been an extraordinary demand on beef. Uh, people are are clearing the shelves in the stores out of beef. Uh, Tyson and Cargill and other plants are switching from wholesale cuts to more retail cuts because that's what the consumers are demanding. Uh, but we get past that curve and there's likely going to be a recession at the macroeconomic level. And anytime there's a general recession, and, and this could be global because, of course, this pandemic is hitting everybody. So when the economy goes south like that, beef demand, um, it, it, it slows or it lowers because people don't have the money to spend on beef. They'll spend it on pork or chicken. And so he warned some folks that the last half of 2020, first half of 21, you know, there there could be some slowdown there. But again, you know, things can change. Uh, there's always ways that we can work around stuff. So just to, to keep your mind on those markets type things, and, and we'll have more as this uh, situation goes forward. So what else are you seeing? There's also a story about the Kansas Department of Ag and their plans for reduced staff information about small businesses and what they need to do during this uh, pandemic. There's also a story from Lacey Newland, uh, coronavirus forces FSA associations to cancel events, and then some others to extension tips to keep kids engaged at home. Are you using some of those tips? (laughs) (laughs) Unless there's TV and and iPad included. uh, No, I haven't done anything of that (laughs) sort yet. Well, hey, good luck on on being your child's teacher or or helping your child's teacher. Uh, Boy, I'm I'm sure glad I didn't go into the education field right now. Yeah. I'm not worried about the youngest one. The older one doesn't, wasn't a fan of school and he doesn't like to read and He's got some work he needs to do to be able to go on to fourth grade. So, ah, well, <laughs> we'll work on that, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you all have a comment or a thought, drop us a line at hpjtalk at hpj.com and let us know. 
or call us at the office, 1-800-452-7171. Well, and we want to remind folks that that number, 800-452-7171, it does, it will get answered even if we're not in the office. There's somebody answering that phone. We got the phones forwarded, so feel free to call us uh, or drop us a line. And uh, while you're out and about, maybe do us a favor, head on over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and, and leave us a review if you could. In this week's episode, we'll bring you the stories you might have missed in the March 23rd print edition. We'll have a chat with Hayes Kelman from Boot Hill Distillery about their free hand cleanser project that's using their distilled alcohol. Uh, Kayleen's going to bring us the latest on grain markets, and we'll have our final thoughts. Look, we're all in this together, even if we're six feet apart and in groups of 10 or fewer. So thanks for virtually riding along with us here on HPJ Talk. right now, but it's important to note that there are some viruses that can be beneficial to fighting bacteria in the place of antibiotics. These bacteriophages are naturally occurring viruses that prey on, destroy, and then replicate within bacteria without harming humans. Lacey spoke with Harry Shankar Katuri, professor of biology at the University of Central Oklahoma. He explained that bacteriophages co-evolved with bacteria on the planet and can be found in the soil, water, and other places bacteria thrive. Kayleen has the inside front feature from Commodity Classic, uh, which is talking about the partnership of Bayer Crop Science and the American Farm Bureau Federation. The two are working to transition Bayer's Farm State of Mind campaign into a combined effort with Farm Bureau's Rural Resilience Campaign to address rural mental health. On page four, we can have a list of coronavirus cancellations, which can also be found online at www.hpj.com. That's updated daily for those of you looking for the latest. On the editorials and opinion page, editor Dave Bergmeier writes about the heartbeat of the economy, the American farmer. Seymour clearly writes about the coronavirus and how Capitol Hill is dealing with measures to keep representatives, senators, and staff safe while still conducting the government's business. And in a letter to the editor, Dan Cassidy and Eric Bull of the Missouri Farm Bureau write about how the nation's broadband infrastructure will be tested during this pandemic. It's just about time for cotton to get planted, and Lacey Newland brings us reminders from our 2019 Cotton News speaker, Jeff Miller of Forefront Agronomy, who spoke about irrigation for profitability and soil health. You can check out more of what he said in the pages of HPJ and online at hpj.com slash cotton. And speaking of our educational events, Cattle U is coming back to Dodge City July 29th and 30th. The program's filling up with experts for all segments of the cattle production chain, from the cow-calf cowboys to the feedlot cowboys and more. Register you and your team today at www.cattleu.net. There's an $85 early bird registration price that's good until April 30th. Remember, folks, that's cattleu.net. 
If you have a response to something you've read or heard, please write to us at journal at hpj.com or hpjtalk at hpj.com. We want to hear from you. ongoing coronavirus pandemic response has brought out heroes in all shapes and sizes, and communities around the globe are working together to fill needs, from sewing masks for healthcare providers to going and picking up groceries for our neighbors. Micro distilleries around the nation are switching their stills from producing their fine liquors to turning that alcohol into hand cleaners, and the people at Boot Hill Distillery in Dodge City are joining the effort. Well, hey, everybody, this is Jennifer Latsky live from Casa Latsky, and I've got with me on the phone today for our podcast, uh, Hayes Kelman, who is owner, founder, and CEO of Boot Hill Distillery here in Dodge City, Kansas. Hayes, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to chat. Um, first off, let's talk uh, coronavirus and the effect it's got right now on Boot Hill Distillery. There's a lot of small business owners like you that are in a position where they, they've had to make drastic changes. So let's talk about Boot Hill Distillery and um, what you got going on right now. Yeah, so it's affected everybody. Uh, you know, I, I think we're seeing it in every far reach of the, the U.S., well, or maybe world, I guess, at this point. So uh, this week, as of, I believe it was Tuesday, we made the decision to shut down our tasting room to the public. Uh and maintain our production in the back end of the house. Uh, and then also we started looking into making hand sanitizer. So we kind of uh, jumped through uh, multiple different directions here. But uh, you know, the first thing we had to look at when we were closing down the tasting room is how are we going to, uh, first off, how are we going to take care of our employees that uh, work in the tasting room and count on that income every every week uh, from those jobs. So we've, we've transitioned all those people into the production area. Uh, we're planning to continue paying and keeping them employed for as long as we possibly can. Um, the other piece we've done is, is we're still offering curbside service to customers. They can come up and buy bottles and, and uh, cocktail syrups and whatever else we, we can come up with that we can legally sell uh, at the curbside. Um, thankfully, Kansas ABC is working with us on that, uh, helping not only us but other restaurants and, and uh bars or drinking establishments uh, come up with ways to be creative to uh, still make a little bit of money, but also maintain that uh, social distancing that we have to. So it's, it's been a, this week has sure been a, a whirlwind for us. I think it's, it seems like it's been about three weeks since Tuesday as of right now anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, now for those of us that are outside of Kansas and may not understand why curbside service of alcohol is a big, important deal, um, explain in Kansas that, that, that wasn't a thing. And this is an emergency order type deal where they, they relax those laws just for you guys, right? Or not just for Boot Hill. So, so yeah, Kansas is, uh, definitely if you don't live in Kansas, you don't understand the, the stringent laws that we have on our, on our sale of alcohol here. Um, you know, we can't have any, the, the fact that we're able to have a distillery and sell product out of our distillery is amazing, but any other, uh, most of our alcohol laws in Kansas are 
pretty pretty tight knit. You know, we don't even have sales of uh, alcohol in in grocery stores, but we can sell beer in grocery stores now. Yes, but uh, no spirits, which a lot of people that's kind of a that's a they don't understand the the fact that we don't have in a grocery store you can't buy anything and everything that you you buy in their grocery stores. So mm-hmm. they have um, the law that they released doesn't allow us to sell cocktails per se. It, it allows uh, places to sell beer and wine, I believe, in the same way that you would buy it at a restaurant and get a doggy bag to take it home with you. Mm-hmm. It actually has to be opened inside the on-premise location, and you bring it out in a sealed doggy bag after it's been opened, and you can sell it at that point. We're not going to do that because we don't make any wine or beer, um, but our, our whole goal there is we'll be able to sell a bottle and then also um, some of our kind of famous mixtures, um, our our Boot Hill Mule and our the Third Ward, and we're going to try and come up with multiple different ways that we can sell those for people to, to have fun at their home bar. I tell you what, so, if I can if I can make a Boot Hill Mule at home, you might just get me through this self-quarantine <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's our goal. We'll, we'll do our best. We, so we have – that's been a – uh, on the back of our minds, you know, uh, as of Tuesday, we started thinking about that, and but also we were we were sitting, watching the way these laws were coming out uh, to help distilleries produce a, uh, a hand cleaning product. Um, notice I'm not calling it a hand sanitizer because we want to be careful that uh, we we haven't tested this product, we haven't sent it out, you know, to get any lab results on it because we didn't plan on making a product and. You know, last week at this point we were looking at it, but two weeks ago I had no thought that I would make a hand but, cleaner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're doing the best. We're following every one of these rules that, that's laid out for us. We're going to make it exactly the way that the WHO recommends, uh, but we want to be careful uh, that we don't – it's not tested as a hand sanitizer, if that makes sense. I mean, oh, yeah. It so – Okay, um, so let's talk about how yeah. can distilleries like you make a hand cleaner – um, it's from the heads, right? Or is it from the tails? I, I so get those confused. From, it's from the straight real product. Um, the heads that we produce are methanol. They're, they're not able to be used in our, uh, it, on skin contact or in contact with any human actually. So we are using, I mean, it's, you're going to get a bottle. I shouldn't say this, I guess, but it is, um, our vodka. It's our super high proof vodka. Uh, obviously denatured so you can't drink it it wouldn't taste very good if you wanted to either so uh it's going to be our our vodka vodka base Mm -hmm. hydrogen peroxide and glycerol so um that's the recommended formula that they've come out with that we that we can produce um you know we, we really like i said we started looking at this on i guess tuesday we were waiting on some laws to get passed we started experimenting a little bit in house uh, and then I believe it was Wednesday. I, I can't, you know, days are, are, they're not real anymore to me. They're, whatever day it was, I believe it was Wednesday, we got approval uh, from the TTB that they would allow us to, uh, because usually distilleries aren't allowed to make, you either make a beverage product or you make a fuel product or a non-beverage product. Right. Well, we were able to, uh, I guess we or our, our organization uh, in the federal level were able to, work a deal with the TTB to allow beverage producing facilities to make a, a non-beverage product. Um, once we finally got approval on that, it was kind of all hands on deck. You know, we, we had no problem. We, we have plenty of ethanol. Uh, 
we had plenty of, uh, we were able to find the, the hydrogen peroxide and the, and the glycerol that we needed. But then we had to go out and try and find bottles. And uh, as you can imagine, every other person is trying to help with this cause too and making uh, three to six ounce bottles of hand sanitizer. We had a little bit of difficulty finding bottles, but we did finally find some and hopefully they'll show up today, I think, maybe. <laughs> but uh, then we had to go out and get a label produced. Um, it's, it's been a... Uh, it's been a big project, and it's it's kind of a changing our mindset from from a business to a uh, you know to to helping you know it's less of a business decision as it is the fact that we needed to do something to help our community, and uh, and we started thinking that if we can help and we don't, where what are we doing? You know what what's what's the purpose of us if, if we can't uh, if we have the ability to help, we have something that we can provide to the public that they need. Let's let's get out and make that so. And that you, was our ultimate decision in this, and, and then we were able to jump on and, and uh, bring in some partners to help us, because um, that's our whole goal. Our mission in this thing is to provide a free uh, WHO-recommended hand rub, formula number one, to as many people in the public as possible. We don't want to charge any money, uh, and so we've, we've partnered with a few. Uh, let me pull my list up of partners just so I can make sure I mention them. Uh, Victory Electric has been great. They, uh, they jumped on right away, actually. I think it was yesterday morning at 8 a.m. I got a phone call, and they said, how can we help? Let's get involved, and let's, uh, let's make this happen for our community. Um, we had Conan Builds in town here. Um, Ford County Development Corporation, they've, they've helped me uh, source bottles because, again, like I said, I, I didn't even realize how many people made plastic bottles uh, in Kansas. We, we got to find a handful of vendors that down the road we may continue to be able to use. But... Uh, then we had Kansas Corn come in, and uh, Western Plains Medical Complex, Conestoga Energy actually was one that uh, is pretty cool. Uh, they were going to be able to donate some ethanol to the project so we can actually help keep up with uh, with our production uh, as well as use use their uh, 100% ethanol to make this product. So it's been great. It's really neat to watch how the whole communities come together to make this happen. You know, Hayes, that just puts a lump in my throat because all of those entities, you know, that's the beautiful part about living in Western Kansas and um, being so connected to the land like your family is, but we're connected to each other as, as a community. And, and, you know, it's important to note that, um, you know, Dodge City so far, Ford County only has one reported case. And, and that's from somebody that came into our area from the PNW, from the Pacific Northwest, um, so we record, we're recording this Friday on the 20th. Um, this situation's changing and evolving. And as, as we know, hourly day to day. Um, and so, uh, I guess what, what are some thoughts that you have as a community member, as a farmer, um, looking at this situation and, and going forward? Um, what are your, your hopes and, and, um, what do you think, uh, as far as inspiration-wise, um, a good takeaway to take away from all this? Oh, man. You're asking a lot there. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like you said, it's it's uh, it's an awful time. You know, this is, a, a, this is an amazing uh, situation that's happening across the, across the world right now. And, but to me, um, you know, I'm watching the news and seeing what's happening in the bigger cities and, and on each coast and it's really neat to be able to see how, how our community, I feel like, has come together to, to make good things happen for each other. Um, you know, it, it makes you feel pretty 
pretty lucky to live in a in a small tight knit community. And by small tight knit community, I kind of mean the whole state of Kansas. I guess you know, I yeah. feel like we're we're a lot more connected than a lot of other people would be necessarily. And uh, you know, there's hope. There's hope for humanity, and that's that's a good thing, right? Yep, it sure is. Well, hey, Hayes, I better let you go so you can get back to um, to doing some really good things. And here's hoping in a month or a couple of weeks or however long it is for us to flatten this curve, um, I'll see you in the tasting room and we can raise a glass of your great spirits together. Okay, buddy? That sounds fantastic. Thanks. And, um, I appreciate it. Yeah. And if people are looking for um, ways that they can help, how can they contact you or how can they reach out and, and help you um, with this project and, and how might they go forward and, and do that? Well, so right now we are, uh, our biggest thing we're trying to figure out is our production. Uh, so I think uh, as long as we can continue our production the way that we believe we can, we'll continue to take donations to make this happen. And the best way to do that is to either call us our phone number is 620-371-6309 uh, or email us at info at boothilldistillery.com. And, and if you're just looking for information, we have we have posted some really great uh, kind of press releases, full, long statements on our Facebook page, uh, just Boot Hill Distillery on Facebook. Read those. We'll get you as much information that way and just know that uh, our phones are kind of ringing off the hook here. So if we don't get back to you right away, bear with us. Um, and as I'm told, if, if there's special uh, high-risk facilities that need our product, please send us an email. Please continue to remind us. As soon as we have it produced, we are going to, to kind of prioritize those those facilities to get our product to as well. So, um, And we appreciate all the help from, from everybody we've, we've received it from so far. Great. Hey, thanks, Hayes. And you all stay safe. And like I said, at the end of this curve, I'm going to raise a glass with you. Okay, buddy? Very good. We'll have a drink together. Have a good one. <laughs> thanks. Market prices from Dodge City's Pride Ag Resources on March 17th. Corn was down at $3.34. Wheat was down at $3.87. Milo was down at $2.94. And soybeans were down at $7.24. If you'd like to have crop or livestock targeted news emailed directly to you, sign up for our HPJ Direct email newsletters on our website, www.hpj.com slash sign up. Simply select the topics that interest you and you'll receive updates on them directly to your email. Be sure to watch for the soybean marketing and finance issue of High Plains Journal in your mailboxes March 30th with a story from Kayleen. And look for additional content online anytime at www.hpj.com. Remember, you can subscribe for free to this podcast at hpj.com slash podcast. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you download podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HPJ Talk for news and commentary throughout the week. And you can always drop us a line at our email, hpjtalk at hpj.com. Thanks again for riding along with us, folks, as we bring ag news and commentary to you. And remember, as Dodge City's favorite lawman, White Earp, once said, fast is fine, but accuracy is everything. We'll see you on the trail. Dirt road in a gooseneck, saddle up with me. 
dry land in God's country, crops far as I can see. The headlights on both ends of my day. This country life is for me. Ride with us, hey.